Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. lead has only grown since you began campaigning in earnest. Like, is it possible that you're potentially just out of step with what GOP voters are looking for right now? So if I had a nickel for every naysayer I've had in my life, I'd be a very, very wealthy man. And we pressed DeSantis on his new border proposal to allow deadly force against drug traffickers demonstrating, quote, hostile intent. You've said if cartels are trying to run product into this country, they're going to end up stone cold dead. How far might you take that method for preventing illegal crossings in general. No, it's similar to like if you're in the military, you have rules of engagement. Anyone that's hostile intent or a hostile act, which the cartels are, you know, you would then engage with lethal force. You yourself were uh, an advisor to Navy SEALs. You know how hard it is sometimes when it comes to rules of engagement. How do you well, discern not, if it's a... He has an incredible grip on his party. I mean, there is this an immovable you know, 35% of folks that we have seen in polls that will vote for him regardless of anything. I mean, we he said it best during his first campaign. He could go and literally shoot people uh, in, on Fifth Avenue and people would still vote for him. And I think that that's uh, exactly, unfortunately, what his base uh, has become. They have become obsessed with this cult-like figure um, that can do no wrong. And I think Donald Trump has brought out the absolute worst in people and in our country. He's allowed people uh, to, to really tap into something, I think, really dark in our country. Um, and he, he has got to be defeated this time. He, he is likely going to be the Republican nominee. I also believe he is likely going to get convicted of some of these crimes. And he's going to be held accountable. And so the Republican Party, the leadership, especially those that claim to be uh, more serious leaders, are going to have a reckoning what they're going to do. And welcome back to Flower Politic Podcast. It is the 10th of August, year of our Lord, 2023. I'm a day late, sorry. We're starting a booth out in the country in an antique mall. And uh, we had to go back and set some stuff up. But it was uh, it's really cool. So if you're ever in Paris, Tennessee, go to Hidden Treasures. It's off Highway 79. And... Go to booth 22, because Gigi's art's up there, the wife, and um, good shit, good shit. But nice lead in there. We got the Dash lady who accidentally talked bad about uh, that fucking moron, Igor, and so now she's going after DeSantis, and then a little cuck talking about how scared he is of Trump. And that's about all I'm going to talk about uh, the election process, because everybody sucks, and I'm so over it already, and it hasn't really even started. They, they just suck. Today, we're going to do some Bidenisms. Uh, little Hunter. Um, yeah, little catch up, and then go into some military, and of course, gay shit. Because that's what 
We do. Networks heap 335 minutes on third Trump indictment, 71 times more than Biden mentions. I don't even have to break that down. You know what's going to happen. There's going to be more indictments because there's bad shit about Biden that's coming up. Um, But I have an asshole soundbite that I really want to play right up front because... um, we haven't had one for a while. So, you know, I thought, hey, maybe it's over. It's not. Here's Joe Scarborough. Once again, religious people suck. Fuck you, asshole. You asshole. This is why we can't have nice things. You asshole. Are you just an asshole? Is that it? Fuck you, you asshole. Yeah, the, 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 the judge... Uh, in the E. Jean Carroll uh, case, oh. where, where the judge said Mr. Trump raped E. Jean Carroll. A lot of updates also. here. Yeah, not So not a federal judge has dismissed Donald Trump's countersuit against writer E. Jean Carroll. Trump sued Carroll in June, alleging she defamed him by continuing to say the former president raped her, even though in May a jury found Trump only liable for sexual abuse. Yesterday, a judge ruled against Trump's argument, explaining that while the jury did not find that Trump raped Carol according to New York penal law's narrow definition, her allegation of rape is not defamation because the word's common and more widely understood definition is broader. The judge also denied Trump's claim of presidential immunity, saying he waited too long to raise that defense. The countersuit is in response to a separate defamation lawsuit filed over comments Trump made about Carroll both while he was in office and the day after a jury found him liable for sexual abuse. That civil trial is set to begin in January. Trump's lawyers say they plan to appeal the judge's ruling. What are the chances, though, he says something again well, and again and ch- again, defaming her? And chances are good. Who keep getting sued? Charlie Sykes, though, you know, th- this morning, uh, Gerard Baker in the Wall Street Journal wrote uh, wrote uh, a column that you were, uh, I think you were referencing earlier, at where he said, you know, Republicans really have to make a choice here. They can continue their year of magical thinking, or they can keep defending Donald Trump and in so doing forever alter the rule of law in America. Very true about that. Let's say the same thing about my brothers and sisters uh, that I, I grew up with in the evangelical church. They are now fiercely fighting for and backing a rapist, according to a judge who said, by the common definition of the term, Donald Trump raped E. Jean Carroll. That's in the court of law. That's not in, in, again, the pages of some left-wing journal. And these are the same people who all collapsed on their fainting couch uh, because Bill Clinton had a relationship uh, with an intern uh, back when he was in the... You know, you... you God damn. God damn. Why don't we ever have, hey, maybe we got some bad people on the left because we're tearing shit up still. Could they ever even address that? No, it's always religious. And... They're defending this idiot and it's a montage of the ninth one or the world uh biden tells a story a little girl randomly approached him on the streets of washington see and begged him to take care of bears ears national monument 
That, that didn't happen. No. He says we've won climate change. I'll play a little bit up here and then a bigger one later. You're defending just clusterfuck. He doesn't answer questions. He he just, and I'll put it in here, the, the Weather Channel is supposed to be about fucking weather, not about politics. I want you to think about the DeSantis interview and then watch how the Weather Channel, Biden doesn't do anything wrong ever. By the way, I'll never forget, I was standing in Washington, and a little girl walked up to me, I could see her daddy say, go up and say something to the president. She walked up and she said, Mr. President, would you take care of Bear's ears for me? And I didn't know what she meant when she said it. You take care of Bear's ears for me. Well, we took care of her and we gave her the signing pen. The Grand Canyon, one of the Earth's nine wonders, wonders of the world, literally. Think of that. You know, it's amazing. There are only seven wonders of the world, but thank God he's got staff there to make more things up as he goes. He has no idea where he is, does he? Okay, I changed my mind in the middle of it because I'm watching it. What the fuck is that? A, he's ignoring the reporters, but just take the reporters out of it because, you know, if Trump did that, we're ripping the Constitution, taking a dump on polar bears. I mean, we're, we're killing baby penguins. It's some crazy-ass shit. But what the fuck is that? Who walks like that? Anyway, here here's... The Weather Channel. Is it the responsibility of the U.S. to protect migrants who might be fleeing extreme weather in their countries? We promised uh, no new drilling on federal land or offshore. Can you tell Gen Z that you haven't broken your promise? Yes. I'm going to play a longer version of that in a second when we get to the climate section. But I, just those two questions right there. When is it the weather channels? I mean, they're supposed to be about the fucking weather. Just the weather. Could we just talk about the weather? Reminder, the Biden-Harris administration has approved more than $116 billion in student loan forgiveness for more than 3.4 million borrowers. Remember, they don't have the authority to do that. It was struck down by the fucking Supreme Court. What happened to the Constitution? Anybody? Anybody out there? Can somebody tell me 
What the fucking fuck? I mean, I, I, I'm just astounded sometimes by the lack of intellectual honesty. But there was a good gotcha. The New York Times did a thing. I'm going to let this young lady from Twitchy, uh, or is it MRC? No, it's Twitchy. They had 10 voters describe Biden as an animal, and I don't think it went the way they thought it would. So the New York Times accidentally made Joe Biden look like a buffoon in a focus group where a lot of people were interviewed and asked questions about their voting history and Joe Biden and their thoughts on the 2024 election. A funny question was asked about what animal people think of when they think of Joe Biden. So let's jump into some of these responses. Vic Ranth, who's a 22 year old from Jersey, an Asian Democrat who's a medical scribe, said a snail. We're starting off with a bang because I would agree with that. And Sana, a 22-year-old Democrat from Illinois, who is an Asian woman who is not working, she said a sloth. Both Democrats have to agree with them. They're doing pretty well so far. Claudia, who is a 28-year-old Latina from Florida, who's an independent, she said a dinosaur just because he was trying to bring back old politics, not because of his age. I think she's onto something, but she's afraid to say the quiet part out loud. Milan who is a 39-year-old from New Hampshire, another independent. He said, a meerkat, anytime it's nice out, his head's up, and then as soon as something goes wrong, he's just gone again. Okay, Milan, I'm I'm voting for you. He's a software developer. Okay, so he's a genius and he's funny. Love it, okay, moving on. Marquita, who is a 33-year-old black Democrat from Florida. She said, an elephant, because they live very long and they have really strong memories. Marquita, what the hell are you talking about? I mean, he's living long. I can't deny that. When you think of Joe Biden, you think of the mascot of the GOP. Nick from Iowa, who is a white independent business manager, said a goldfish just because he doesn't seem to have an attention span to focus on anything. Someone point me in the direction of the lie. This person said a camel. The way he talks, I see the camel's mouth moving. Thanks, I won't be able to unsee that. Interesting, we're almost done with all of these and there hasn't been a single Republican voter. Chris from Pennsylvania, who is a white Democrat teacher, (laughs) said I was going to say dinosaur as well. Ken, who is a 47-year-old Latino from Florida, said a turtle. That's it, just a turtle. Well, he's going to have to compete with Mitch McConnell for that one. And lastly, we have probably my favorite response of all of these. Janique, who is a 28-year-old black Democrat, she said, a hippopotamus. A lot of them are very violent and a lot of them are very dangerous. They have old ways of doing things that may not always be the best course of action, like how Biden is, and they can get dangerous if they deem it necessary. Okay, wait, so Janique is from Delaware? So has she seen him like out and about being violent? Janique, send us a tip. Come on, send, send us these stories. And then the moderator followed up with Sana back from the beginning, who said sloth. And Sana says, because he's slow, honestly. There's been many times where he's just forgotten things. He's been caught so many times on camera with just mumbo jumbo coming out of his mouth. There was not a single animal mentioned that would be considered a compliment to Joe Biden. 
And these responses are all from Democrats and independents. I'm no expert here, but that does not look like a good sign for Joe Biden this election. And these young voters saying that Joe Biden reminds them of a snail in a sloth? Aren't the young voters supposed to be the ones that are like carrying the Democratic Party moving forward? So if you had to pick an animal to best describe Joe Biden, what would you pick? They'll do anything to improve them. They won't report. Nancy Pelosi says Trump winning in 2024 would put a criminal enterprise in the White House. This is the woman like Ro Khanna. Oh, I didn't get her. Ro Khanna, fucking Energy Secretary Granholm. Ah! Shit, I, sorry, I dumped it. I got to pull it back up. History. There we go. Um... Futuristically timed stock trade. Proterra, PTR, has filed for Chapter 11. President Viley extols the electric vehicle company in which his energy secretary heavily invested before it declared bankruptcy. Bay Area-based electric bus and battery maker Proterra filed for Chapter 11 with CEO Gareth Joyce citing various market and macroeconomic headwinds. The EV firm, which sold more than 1,300 electric buses to public transit systems in the U.S. and Canada, was valued at $1.6 billion when Biden 80 took office but closed the market value at $362 million. In 2021, the president pledged... $10 billion from its $1.9 trillion bipartisan infrastructure plan towards zero-emission transit. Hmm. Sounds like Solyndra, but Joe Biden's energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, cleared $1.6 million profit when she sold her shares of Proterra, and that shizzle was back months ago. So we're not going to investigate how lefties are doing insider training. No. That won't be covered. Even though it should, because it would be if they had little R's behind their name. And then just for some comedy relief, look at the face of the Mongolian president as he's listening to the B-team talk, Vice President Harris. In particular, we will discuss the work that we will do together to strengthen our space cooperation. You and I spoke briefly about the beginning of the next era and for you what that means in terms of your leadership and your vision for the future. And certainly strengthening our space cooperation would be a part of that agenda including, of course, using our space cooperation to think about how we strengthen the economic prosperity and development of our nations. So during this week of Biden and Hunter and everything, we got climate craziness. Climate change obsessed AP blames humanity for hellish summer of Earth's discontent. Borenson buried more logical explanation for the extreme weather event, yet still manages to smear it with climate change, anti-fossil fuel drivel. This story, these impacts are going to continue, NASA climate scientist Gavin Schmidt said. We're going to be seeing this pretty much this year and into the next year with natural El Nino warning of the Pacific adding to the overwhelming influence of human-caused climate change. Ah! We're all going to die! Woo! Oh my God, we're going to die! PBS! 
The world is melting. Anti-science Republicans to blame. Not even going to read the quotes out of this because it's just drivel. Here's the reality. It is hotter than three feet up a bull's ass. I got it. I got it. It's really, really hot in some parts of the country. Where I live, this is the coolest August and July we've ever had. I mean, we're talking like really nice weather. And I tried to get the soundbite that's just, I'm going to work and try to get this soundbite. But you're going to hear the Weather Channel in its entirety, because this is important shit. Once again, the fucking Weather Channel. And I'm going to try to get this person from Hawaii, because they there's fires out there, which are horrible, but they're literally... My God, the climate change starts fires. Reference just kills me. Climate change knows no borders, right? Everyone's affected by this. Is it the responsibility of the U.S. to protect migrants who might be fleeing extreme weather in their countries? Look, I think the, the United States should do everything it can to help people who are in desperate need have no other means of help. And we've always done that. It is not our, it is just who we are. We're the United States of America. And the idea to begrudge the ability to, for example, one of the things we're doing is we're providing for changing the environment, the, the, the physical structures in the countries which they come from. So they don't have, so they have better lighting. They have more secure, uh, for example, you have all, so many lead pipes all across America and throughout the country. You have 440,000 schools you turn on the water fountain and you may have lead in the water and and so and thousands of people we're replacing every single lead pipe in america Mr. president you call climate change a code red for humanity the world health organization said it will cause an additional quarter of a million deaths a year starting in 2030 are you prepared to declare a national emergency with respect to climate change i've already done that National, we've conserved more land. We've moved in. We've rejoined the Paris Climate Accord. We've passed a $368 billion climate control facility. We're, we're, we're moving. It's the, it is the existential threat to humanity. The heat, which of course we know has hit Arizona particularly hard. Uh, so this is a, a new step for the president, both geographically and from a media outreach perspective. And uh, just, Sam, one thought also is that the Ukraine war interfered with some of his plans to cut back on fossil fuels because they had to ramp up yeah. and help Europe with natural gas. And, and then, of course, they were worrying about the gas prices, which, again, are on the rise with the heat wave and Saudi exactly. actions in OPEC. So there's just been a whole lot of cross-currents as they try. I put in Andrea Mitchell instead because I couldn't get that sound bite, but yeah, we're going to make as many excuses as we can that he didn't stop fossil fuels because the reality is he knew he couldn't stop fossil fuels because there's no fucking way our economy or anybody in the world can operate without fossil fuels. I'm wearing shirts as part of fossil fuels. I had one by John Stossel. I'm going to save it for later, but it's really interesting and for him probably pretty scary um, article and video about how even major scientists are saying, you know, this whole thing is way too much. 
They're going way, way too far with the end of the world climate predictions. Um, it, it's just insane. I got a media section today, but I wanted to put this up front because it is about Hunter. Politico, GOP House Oversight Chair James Comer rolled out a new memo identifying over $20 million of payments from entities or individuals in Russia, Ukraine, and Kazakhstan to Biden family members, but the memo doesn't show a direct payment to Joe Biden. A spokesperson for the White House and spokesperson White House and what the fuck? Spokesperson for the White House. The memo doesn't show a direct payment to Joe Biden. So Politico deleted it. They, they took it off. Because, you know, that's what they do. They just protect the president. They also released subpoena multiple document reveals that FBI Richmond field office coordinated with multiple field offices across the country to produce a memo targeting traditional Catholic as domestic terrorists. Ray previously said the action was limited to his single field office. That's a lie. Abigail Marone. Now might be a good time to remember Hunter Biden has complained about Joe Biden forcing him to give him half his salary. And I had those out of order, but, you know, why would we do it? White House torches Hunter Biden probe. GOP now admits they have uncovered no proof. Yeah, they actually have. How about this one? 36 times the business partners visited the White House when he was the vice president. How about this one? The bulwark. They're ex-cons who are now liberals. It's tempting to ignore, dismiss the Hunter Biden problem, and I was trying, but I've changed my mind. It's time for Dems, allies, and the president to get nervous, tough, and practical. We can't afford a Benghazi email debacle. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, they're not taking it serious. They're just, they don't want it to ruin his re-election. White House bag of coke reportedly belonged to a person in Biden family orbit, but not. They know it's Biden member. They're now saying it's a Biden member, but it just kind of happened. And just move on. You, you don't need to know. You don't need to know. House Oversight releases another damning follow-the-money memo on payments to the Biden family. It is the same. We know it, and nothing's going to happen, all right? Nothing. Nothing. It's just not going to happen. We're just going to let this all go away because, you know, it's what we do. It's kind of sad, and it's kind of bullshit. But, you know, when you break it down, it's our country right now. If you're a Dem, life is good. DOJ ain't gonna fuck with you. IRS ain't gonna fuck with you. But if you're a non-prog, you're fucked. It's what fascistic authoritarian states do, but they keep saying it's the other side when they're the ones actually doing it. Axios. As Democrats have made major gains with suburban and upper-middle-class voters since Trump's political ascension, they've been losing support amongst blue-collar voters and major polls lately. He's losing young people because he's like 100. 
He's entirely too old. And in this perfect Biden economy that we keep getting told about, Biden economics, credit card balances are above one trillion for the first time. Hmm. But everything's fine. Just remember that. Here's another article uh, in reference to Devon Archer. This is a 2011 letter. Nobody will cover it. Once again, the President of the United States is crooked as fuck. News alert now. Fox has just obtained the 2011 letter from Vice President, then Vice President Biden, to Archer, um, thanking him for attending the luncheon. Of course, this is Devin Archer thanking him for attending a luncheon. In that letter, we learn a lot. Senior congressional correspondent Chad Pergram, he's live from Capitol Hill. Um, what exactly is in it, Chad? It's a pretty short letter, Sandra. It was sent on January 20th of 2011. This, of course, is when the president was vice president. And I'll just read you what it says here. It says, quote, I apologize for not getting a chance to talk to you at the luncheon yesterday. I was having trouble getting away from hosting President Who. I hope I get a chance to see you again soon with Hunter. I hope you enjoyed the lunch and thanks for coming. So a pretty short declarative letter. But this is what Republicans have been talking about as they continue their investigation of the president and Hunter Biden and Devin Archer, kind of from the GOP perspective, being a linchpin to this, that he was connected with Hunter Biden and there may have been associations between the president and the business dealings of Hunter Biden, Sandra. Very interesting stuff. Have we been able to garner any congressional uh, response yet, Chad, to the uh, discovery of this letter and the obtaining of this letter? Yeah, I just got this a couple of minutes ago. Uh, you know, this had been talked about, uh, you know, some other places here, but I just got this right before we came on the air. Congress is out of session right now, but you can bet that eventually there will be other commentary, especially from Republicans. Uh, they will point to this, what they see is this uh, closing nexus tying uh, Hunter Biden's business dealings with the president. Democrats will say, well, wait a minute, this is far from a smoking gun, but so far. Let's, um, let's just be honest. If he was a Republican, he'd be gone. He'd be completely gone. They'd be like, goodbye. CNN about crime. And we have a bunch in our, uh, some vids today in our uh, gay shit. Amid a surge in crime in Oakland, California police have advised residents to use air horns. To scare off the bad people. Okay, yeah, that's going to work. And then a subject that nobody talks about anymore, but it's still a clusterfuck. You're going to see that piece of shit Castro um, from Texas Democrat and a Massachusetts mayor who all of a sudden started getting a bunch of illegals. So they called it a state of emergency. I know that there's been a lot of controversy about these barrel traps that are being placed by Governor Abbott in the Rio Grande and what exactly they're doing and the state says that they're not a danger to anybody i want you to look right here at this chainsaw type device they hit right in the middle of these buoys and then if you come right over here you can see in the distance the 
razor wire, all that razor wire, right against the river. So you really have a situation where the state government and Greg Abbott are treating human beings like animals. Uh, these are folks who are asylum seekers who try to petition for asylum in the United States. Uh, and this is how the men, women, and children, uh, what they're seeing here when they try to present for asylum. It's incredibly dangerous, incredibly inhumane. And it's the reason that I've said that it's barbaric, uh, because it is. You see that go all along there. People are getting stuck. There was a dead body that was stuck to this last week. Uh, reports of a child that died. If you go closer to this razor wire, there's people's clothing that has been stuck to the wire because they've gotten stuck in that wire. Uh, and the state troopers, even if they, when they see families with a baby, with a four-year-old, a six-year-old, they won't help the family if they're stuck in that wire. Now, so this incredibly inhumane. Uh, and that's why we're out here. Uh, Operation Lone Star has also been devastating to the border community. You know, they've seized private property. This is supposed to be a public park. You can see that they've taken it over for their operation, so the public can't really use it much anymore. Uh, so it's gotten very dangerous, not just for the migrants. Uh, the state troopers have now cut off CBP from doing its job. They're very much interfering with the work that CBP is responsible for, uh, and then it's dangerous for the community as well. As of today, close to 5,600 families with children are living in state-funded shelters, hotels, dorms, and other emergency facilities across Massachusetts. That figure is 80% higher than it was just one year ago. It represents more than 20,000 people growing every day. These families include newborns, very young children, and expecting mothers. It's more families than our state has ever served, exponentially more than our state has ever served in our emergency assistance program. These numbers are being driven by a surge of new arrivals in our country who've been through some of the hardest journeys imaginable. They are the face of the national, international migrant crisis. They're here because where they came from is too dangerous to stay. They're here because Massachusetts has and will always be a beacon of hope, compassion, humanity, and opportunity. They're here because like any of us, they would do anything, endure any hardship to protect and support the people they love, especially their children. Massachusetts has met these families with compassion and resourcefulness. We remain unwavering in our commitment to being a state and a people of compassion, safety, opportunity, and respect. But the increased level of demand is not slowing down. What the actual fuck, man? The fucking actual fuck. You people are, you're just not serious people. You're not serious people it's literally what we deal with all the time so let's go into a quick little media thing you're going to hear dana bash have the balls or the vagina ovaries 
to say she's never heard a Democrat ask for full-term abortion, even though they asked for full-term abortion. Northam didn't. You guys defended it. And then, of course, you're going to hear, uh, we need to go back and mask from the CDC. Yeah, that's the thing. And then Rachel Maddow, once again, another lying, crappy, anti-gun thing, and it's under our fake news. Preview. To be a limit at the federal level, and right now what we're saying, the pain capable makes a lot of sense, the 15-week limit. But there needs to be some type of limit to rein in the extreme positions of the left like Newsom and like Biden. So I don't think that's an extreme position. I think the polling on that's about 70%. Yeah. Okay. I just want to say that I, I have not talked to a Democrat who wants abortion on demand till time of birth, but we're going to have to leave it there. We have a lot more. Now that there is widespread infection, the CDC is coming out with new guidelines on the public for wearing non-surgical face masks or even face coverings. Now, the goal here is to stop the spread of infection of this virus. As senior health correspondent Monica Robbins explains, this is important for all of us to know. She has a breakdown. That if there is one consumer product that America needs, one thing we're just missing as a country, it's probably a gun that is specifically designed for babies. A gun specifically designed to be wielded by babies. Because why should any kid have to wait until they're done with the teething process before they can start carrying their own assault rifle? explicitly targeting the gun to the teething toddler market. Clear enough? Here's another view of the same target consumer. Maybe she's, what, five? You think she's five? And if America is now marketing smaller, lighter, fully functional semi-automatic assault rifles for five-year-olds, I mean, what's next? All bullshit. But we're still fact-checking over on CNN. Seven fact-check articles of CNN since July 19. Four on Trump, three on JFK. Or RFK. Not covering anything else. Henry Sisson, I just got some hate mail sent to my house by a Trump supporter that included a pretty threatening message in it. They said they're going to destroy me and that I don't know who I'm messing with. They also said they know everything about me and will be coming to New York. Somebody got, I got this from a super mega and I'm terrified. Holly, you better watch out because I know what you did last summer. People just mocked him. You're so full of shit. This guy, Don LeCur, which person in this picture would be the best president? The better question, who in the picture can tie their own shoes? And to show you it's just not lefties, it's the media. This is Kelly O'Donnell. Let me bring this up a little bit because this this is interesting shit right here. A clear sign he's not president anymore. Despite all the motorcades and perks, his plane has to wait to taxi. Air Force One gets immediate clearance. That's a reporter. Replies, yeah. What a complete loser. His own 757 has to wait until it's turn to take off. Do you even hear yourself? So much journalism. Does your plane have to wait to taxi? You got him with that one. Congratulations on breaking the biggest story of your career. That's our media. It's just our media. CNN specifically had a documentary 
Uh, News Nation was doing one on UFOs. All right. CNN, see it loud on a black comedy and culture. It was destroyed by the News Nation article. But there's one grain of hope in all of this. This came from Tablet Magazine. Huge article on Obama. And these are some of the takeaways. Obama, apparently Biden's puppeteer. Obama wrote a letter to a girlfriend about how he reportedly fantasized about having sex with men. Obama lying about why his relationship with a white ended with a white girlfriend. Um, his biographer says he's not normal as is not normal politician or normal human being. Barack is actually just an insecure as Trump. Barack doesn't want to be close with people who are in his equals. None of the people who are essentially his best friends are anywhere close to his equals. Barack once said to him that the only two things he wanted were a valet and an airplane. So why would Obama, the ultimate winner, carry on the charade that he's part of a community, whatever that means, with these people from Ivy League schools? He's happy to go on NPR and talk about meaning or Marilyn Robinson novels or whatever to make the wine moms identify with him so he can put one over on them. Just don't ask him to visit the hospital when you get cancer because he'll be hanging out on someone's yacht with the other winners. Also, anti-Semitism. They're not going to be able to be on the cool guy club anytime soon. They're pretty much fucked. So we're going to go into military corner. I put this to the back so I could kind of get warmed up because this shit fucking pisses me off. You're going to have some long sound bites because we had a gold star hearing that the media didn't cover. Here are some excerpts. Today, lawmakers and members of the public heard from family members of the 13 service members killed during the chaotic U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan. House Republicans are essentially blaming President Biden for creating the conditions that led to that attack at the Kabul airport during the military pullout. Congressional correspondent Aisha Hazni shows us tonight. When our leaders call this evacuation a success, it is like a knife in the heart. Pain, anger, and grief as the Gold Star families of 13 U.S. service members killed by a suicide bomber at Kabul airport tell their stories together in public for the first time. My son was only 20 years old. Relatives testifying at a hearing hosted by Congressman Darrell Issa near Camp Pendleton, where many of the troops were based. They say they waited two years for the Biden administration to explain its decisions leading up to that catastrophic bombing. Now they're accusing officials of failing their children and trying to cover it up. We were told lies, given incomplete reports, incorrect reports, total disrespect. Kelly Barnett says she knew something was wrong when she spoke to her son, Staff Sergeant Darren Taylor Hoover. His words were chaos, no communication, lack of leadership. To date, the Biden administration refuses to take any responsibility for the tragedy. I want answers. I want the truth. 
Even denying there was anything chaotic about how the withdrawal played out. But for all this talk of chaos, I just didn't see it, not from my perch. To have individuals like John Kirby come in and say that he did not see from the chaos from his perch is both tone deaf and ignorant. Now, these parents are calling for Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Joint Chiefs Chairman General Mark Milley to resign, but have little hope that will ever happen. I have no illusion that anyone will be prosecuted or terminated for ignoring intelligence or making bad decisions. And now all I hear is him and his soft. Avenge me. And Brett, tonight the Pentagon is responding to all of that damning testimony, writing in part that the Department of Defense expresses our deepest condolences to the Gold Star families who lost loved ones during the tragic bombing at Abbey Gate. We are forever grateful for their service, sacrifice, and committed efforts during the evacuation operation. And you'll notice when Joe Biden, our elected president, entered the room, when he approached me, his words to me were, my, my wife Jill and I know how you feel. We lost our son as well and brought him home in a flag-draped coffin. My heart started beating faster and I started shaking knowing that their son died from cancer and they were able to be by his side. Also wondering how someone could honestly, sorry, be so heartless to say he knew how I felt a little over 24 hours and learning of my son's death. After this encounter, I have never had any personal correspondence, nor has my son been honored or his name spoken by this commander in chief or his administration. On what I feel is because of their failures and poor planning to exit our troops from Afghanistan. I'm calling out Secretary Blinken, Secretary Austin, General McKenzie, Lieutenant Colonel Whited, who could not give the order to the snipers to take out the bomber before he detonated his vest, and ultimately the president. Do what our son did. Be a grown-ass man. Admit to your mistakes. Learn from them so that this doesn't happen ever again. You all need to resign immediately. Our sons and daughters have more integrity in their little toes than every one of them combined. Mind. This, I was like, oh my fucking God. And that's what I said. And the Secret, secret Service dude just like beat red and like trying not to laugh. And uh, I was like, fuck. And this dude, like two minutes later, he walks in with him and Jill Biden and their little entourage of people and like a photographer. And uh, right away, like remember him coming up to me um trying to shake my hand like my try to shake my right hand and i look at him and i'm like i don't have an arm and my left arm is in this big ass cast with this giant orange fucking foam block around it i completely immobile all i can do is move my head my arm's gone I'm like i don't have an arm and he says oh and like kind of stands up and then like goes over to reach for my fingers because about an inch of my fingers are showing and just like grabs my fingers. Doesn't say, doesn't greet me or anything. Just that's what happened. Just grab my fingers. And uh, I was like, okay, that's weird. And, you know, almost immediately 
starts talking like about how their son served in the military. Doesn't say anything about what happened. Starts talking about how their son served in the military. And uh, my mom is just like, she's furious at this point. And they're like taking pictures and stuff. And uh, she goes, she's like, my mom said this. She's like, I don't give a fuck. Say, I don't care what you guys fucking do. She's like, you better take care of him for the rest of his fucking life. And uh, like she said that. And um, I'm sitting there and he comes over to me and he leans over me. I have, a, I have a picture of this to prove it. I'll show you this picture that I have. Um, it's a pretty funny picture. Uh, he leans over me and he's like this close to my face. And he's like, what do you want? I said, what do you want? Yeah, he said, what do you want? I said, what? He said, what What do you want? And I'm just like confused. I'm, I just got blown up. I just fucking saw my friends die next to me. I'm like, I just want to be myself. And he's like, huh? And my mom's furious. And she's like, he said he just wants to be himself. He just wants to be him. He said he just wants to be me. And he goes, oh, okay. And they just continue to talk about everything but what just happened. And then um, they just ushered him out of the room. He didn't know what to say. They ushered him out of the room and that was that. And uh, my mom tried multiple times to get help from, from, from them, reaching out to the first lady and try to get some, some legislation passed for caretakers like herself who own businesses, who don't get any financial support for helping their fucking service member that just got his whole life torn apart. And uh, she wanted to help other caretakers in the future have, you know, cause they didn't, there's caretaker, there's certain amount of money that you can get as a caretaker depending on what you do and, uh, or help, but it's, it's a process. And so she was working through that, but she wanted to pass legislation for future caretakers to, to help get, you know, like, hey, if you run a business and you need to come take care of your son who fucking, you know, served their fucking country and just got blown up, like, you can do that and not have to worry about financial shit for a little bit, you know what I mean? And so she was trying to get help with that, and they just pretended to help. They kind of just fucking brushed her off and uh, pretended like they were connecting her with the right individuals and didn't fucking help her at all. And so, um, obviously, because of the Congress stuff now, my mom is since you know, going to be moving forward with some, with some stuff, with some individuals who are actually going to help. It's fucking criminal. It's just fucking criminal. These fucking people, Jesus Christ on a popsicle stick. Kelly McEnany sums it up pretty good with her tweet. Testimony of three gold... The the hell is that? Fuck off, Norton. Sorry. Testimony of these Gold Star families who lost children in a tragic Afghanistan exit is powerful, emotional, incredibly important. MSNBC and CNN should have covered this testimony. Several times I checked, they were not. Other people who looked into it just did a search on TVI. CNN has not covered any of the testimony from the Gold Star families yesterday or today. Why are they covering for his failures? Nets completely skip it. 
Instead of covering the hearing, ABC World News Tonight, CBS Evening News, and NBC Nightly News wasted airtime by covering the Mega Millions lottery numbers. ABC, the anti-American women's soccer team losing in World Cup, CBS, and another update on an investigation into plastic plant fire, NBC. That's what they covered. I would have been even if happy if they would have covered Fort Cavazos soldiers have been without proper food for months because of a road washout. And the Army probably should be doing something about that. I don't know. Could be me. But they did cover this. Watch drop, watchdog warns recruits are not being properly vetted for extremist ties. Some are going to skipping steps a screening process meant to flag whether applicants look to enlist, have affiliation with gangs or extremist groups. In a sample of 224 recruits from 2021 to 22, 41% of the applicants were not properly interviewed about affiliation with radical groups and gangs, while 12% did not have their tattoos properly examined, according to the Defense Department Inspector General report released to the public Monday. Because that's important. And why is this something you know lefties will be like it's it's last it's 2021 it doesn't matter anymore USS American Pacific F-35B armed Navy amphibs might destroy a Chinese ocean assault in Taiwan U.S. Navy sends four destroyers to Alaska coast after Chinese and Russian warships spotted nearby waters. By the way, that happened when I was there in the 80s. Thousands of U.S. sailors marine reached the Red Sea in response to Iran's tank seizure. And the media platforms a Palestinian killer's. Monday article written by Jerusalem Borough Chief Steve Hendricks. They may want to update their slogans, Democracy Dies in Terrorism. The main subject to the profile is a man referred to as Zufi, the commander of the nebulous Balana refugee camp, Camp Branch of Al-Ask Martyrs Brigade. That's what they covered. Yeah. Okay. Germany received 178 compensation applicants for gay service people, and that's starting now for people who are let out because they're being gay. They're trying to get compensation because now you you can be gay in the U.S. Army. Hmm. This is from the military.com. The shame of liberty, how the lazy, safe renaming of Fort Bragg wasted an opportunity. The naming of Fort Bragg, North Carolina, mandated by Congress and formalized in a ceremony in June, was an opportunity to remind not only the installation's current and future troops and families, but also the country, of the social value of our army in selecting the name Liberty, the Pentagon wasted an opportunity. The shedding of the base Confederate namesake was appropriate and overdue, and the Department of Defense should be lauded for its aggressive movement. The installation's leadership opportunity to name the post after a legendary figure from its grand heritage. 
The editorial board of the Fayetteville Observer, the daily local paper that had been covering Fort Bragg since its inception, advocated for Fort Ridgeway. Joe Bacino. was the one who wrote that article. He's a lefty. Why do I even bring it up? Well, this is the common theme. This is, this is how all this works. They demand something, they get something, everybody bows to their wishes, and then it's not good enough. They want more. It's been that way with the NAACP, BLM, Antifa, all the gay stuff. I mean, let's be honest, every gay organization has actually gotten more militant since we got gay marriage. I mean, that just wasn't enough. The war horse, for 50 years recruiting a volunteer military with salesmanship, now fewer buying it. Nowhere in this article, even though I really like the website, does it actually cover what we're talking about now? It's the woke, stupid. The woke. That's all the problem. That's your problem right there. Everything else would be fixed if you guys would give up the woke. Americans don't want it. People that serve don't want it. You want it. And it's just getting to a point where people are like, what the fuck? I'll just go to college and get my head filled with fucking liberal ideology. Why go and serve in the military? It's a fucking waste of time now. Especially when we don't focus on what's important. If I was a parent of a child right now who is of age, I would beg them not to serve. We're going to get our dicks handed to us, like quick. And for the non-binary, our genitalia will be handed to us on a platter. We're spread too thin. We got too many people in Europe. We're fucking around doing a proxy war. We got China rattling sabers. It's what I commonly refer to as a clusterfuck. It's a complete clusterfuck. And if we don't get our heads out of our asses, we are going to kill people. That, that's just, that's what's going to happen. They're just going to fucking die because we're too busy playing fuck, fuck, goose. We don't do anything important. We don't pay attention to the signs. I don't even know what that picture is. Oh, that was a picture of what everybody was showing. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm an idiot. I forgot I had one more article. <laughs> D.C. Councilman plea for the National Guard conjures member of an old Tom Cotton op-ed. New York Times editorial editor resigns after backlash over Tom Cotton's send in the troops. We are clearly in a war zone. D.C. Councilman Trajan White 
calls for National Guard intervention due to the crime they fucking created themselves. They created the crime. And now they don't like it. Fuck around. See what you get. Too woke. Whether Joe Biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it, his administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. Is there a memory that stands out to you right now in this moment? Oh, um... I mean, probably equal pay chance um, after the final. Um, and I think, you know, they were saying equal pay, but could have been saying a lot of things. I think this team has always fought for so much more, and uh, that's been the most rewarding part for me. Of course, playing in World Cups and winning championships and doing all that, but, um, you know, to know that we've used our really special talent to do something you know, that's really like changed the world forever. I think that means the most to me and, you know, the players in this locker room here, um, they're just getting started. And, you know, to all the players that I've played with, obviously, um, you know, who know what it's like to be in the grind. Um, that's the best part. So when American athletes are on the world stage, they, that used to, well, it used to unite Americans. I think that everyone would start cheering for. After the U.S. women's soccer team fell in the World Cup over the weekend, well, many Americans are instead cheering their loss. I am thrilled they lost. Good. I'm glad you went down. You don't support America. I don't support you. The vitriol doesn't stop there, by the way. Some posts called them entitled, ungrateful, woke pieces of trash. Others ripped Megan Rapino. Others criticized their actions during the national anthem. Donald Trump jumped on the hate train as well, blaming Joe Biden and saying that the country is going to hell. I want to bring in Rachel Nichols, host of Headlines with Rachel Nichols on Showtime, along with CNN political commentator Essie Cup. Let me begin with you, Rachel, because there's been lots of vitriol from conservatives around this loss and many people who would be normally ones talking about America first. Why do you think this is the reaction towards this team in particular? I, I think it's kind of two separate buckets here, right? So I understand the human nature of if there's someone you don't like, if there's someone who has angered you or offended you or you just don't care for them and they stumble in some way, having a little satisfaction over that. Let's be honest, people do that in their daily lives. Politically, people on the left do that, too. That is not just the province of the right in this country. But that's very different than what we heard in some of these other comments, which were they lost because they were woke. They lost because of their political beliefs. And, and that's where I just sort of get to make it make sense, because is the implication <laughs> that Megan Rapino had a penalty kick sail a few inches over the goalpost because she was, I don't know, I'm trying to figure it out. Was she distracted by the fact that four years ago she didn't visit Donald Trump in the White House? I mean, what, what are we saying? How does being woke in the way that the criticism is 
mean that they were losing a soccer game, a very competitive soccer game against one of the best teams in the world. And the idea of accusing them of being woke or pieces of trash or ungrateful is strange to me in and of itself, only in that the number one issue, the biggest issue for this women's soccer team over and over again is they wanted equal pay for equal work. They, in fact, found it particularly egregious that they were much more successful than the men's team and mm. still were not getting paid as well as them. So if that's the chief thing that they have represented <clears throat> over and over again, and that's the problem that some of these politicians have with them, what are they saying to the women in their own party? I, I just don't understand it. Again, make yeah. it make sense. I'm thrilled they lost. Good. I'm glad you went down. You don't support America. I don't support you. Vivitrell doesn't stop there, by the way. Some posts call them entitled, ungrateful, woke pieces of trash. Donald Trump jumped on the hate train as well, blaming Joe Biden and saying that the country is going to hell. Make it make sense, because is the implication that Megan Rapino had a penalty kick sail a few inches over the goalpost because she was, I don't know, I'm trying to figure it out. Was she distracted by the fact that four years ago she didn't visit Donald Trump in the White House? I mean, what, what are we saying? How does being woke in the way that the criticism is mean that they were losing a soccer game, a very competitive soccer game against one of the best teams in the world? The right-wing black backlash against U.S. women's national soccer team explained by Vox. Do I really need to explain what they wrote? They wrote that they're just horrible human beings and they love America failing. And they excused in 8,000 different ways how the woman's team, just the world got better. It had nothing to do that all they talk about is woke shit and pushing agendas. It has nothing to do with that. This actually came from Sam Stein. Maybe you're too into politics if you're taking talk, taking obscene, obscene joy in the U.S. women's soccer team losing. Jezebel. Republicans celebrate U.S. women's soccer team's loss. Woke equals failure. Nice shot, Megan. The U.S. is going to hell. Donald Trump. It's always so funny to see the left go on these screeds when people on the right act like they do. They get butthurt about it. They, they think it's inappropriate. You guys root for failure all the time. You cancel people. You jerk off to people losing their whole careers because they mispronounced. Or they said something that just now you decided is a bad word and makes you racist or transphobic or something. And then when the other side plays the same game, it's like, oh my God, that's horrible. Shame on you. My entire life, the left is rooted for people to fail that are conservative. And when they didn't fail, they figured out ways to make them fail. How about Jason Aldean? You took a song that had to do about race. You made it about race. And you tried to cancel him. And everybody said, get fucked. How about Anheuser-Busch? You played that stuff. America's kind of sick of your shit. 
Megan Rapahoe and that whole team was just about woke. And that's why they lost. Discrimination, a citizen journalist has revealed Best Buy is partnering with McKinney Company on a management training program. Candidates must meet racial requirements below, and you can't be white. Racist Texas teacher who openly bragged about wanting to kill white men has lost her job. Yes, y'all have found my job. They told me to delete the post, but my job is safe since I did not directly wish harm on all white people. They laughed and told me to watch what I say, and I'll be good to go. Being a great teacher pays off. Later down, she got shit-canned. L.A. Times. Oh, sorry. L.A. Times. Remote work gave them a reprieve from racism. They don't want to go back. In 2021, just 3% of black, white-collar knowledge workers wanted to return full-time in office work, complete with 21% of whites. Because it was racist and shit. Riley Gaines asked the following question. I gotta ask, specifically lesbians, how do y'all feel about a male claiming to be a lesbian even when he presented as a male and had male genitals? Genuine question. To me, this looks like a man manipulating what it means to be a woman and a lesbian. I, I affirmed my gender because I needed to do so because I had gender dysphoria and I, and I needed to take measures to, to work to fix that. It had nothing to do with the fact that I'm attracted to women. And even when I had a full masculine male body, even when I was presenting as a man, even when I had a penis, I was still a lesbian. What the fuck is that? How does that work? I don't understand. So you're a guy. You like women. But I'm a lesbian because I think I'm a girl. You're confused. Wayne Brady is opening up about his sexuality, revealing that he's now pansexual. I thought that guy was super religious. That's just kind of weird. Now he's not. Uh, I I don't know. Everybody wants to be cool. Okay, Barbie. This is Bill Maher. I was hoping it wouldn't be preachy, man-hating, and zombie lie. Alas, it was all three. What is a zombie lie? Something that never was true, but certain people refuse to stop saying it. Tax cuts for the rich, increased revenue, or something that's used to be. Uh, why did you even go watch it, Bill Maher? You're like a hundred fucking years old. So we get into some trans stuff. My wife sent me both of these. There's, uh, oh God, it's a mother with a small kid. This, it's a fucking cult, man. I am Eloise. I am six. <laughs> hey, Riley. Uh, Mommy has a question for you. People keep asking, and so I thought maybe you could answer instead of mom. Don't squeeze your foot then. Okay, so here's the question. Are you ready? Are you ready, Riley? Are you a boy or a girl? Hmm, are you a girl or a boy? Yes. What is Riley? What are you? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Are you a boy? Yeah. Are you a girl? Yeah. Yeah? Are you both? Both. 
Both, okay, that's fine. You can be both if you want to. Is that Spider-Man? Mm -hmm. Do you know how hypocritical your comment is? I mean, just stop to think about it. How hypocritical it is. You're telling me that other people's kids are not my business? What makes you think so? Because it, you seem to think that other people's kids are your business. Which is why you're telling me to stop grooming them, leave them alone, leave our kids alone. Is it clicking yet? Is the hamster wheel moving? They are my business. Every single one of them out there. Those are my kids. Every single elder in the transgender community. Those are their kids too. And we are happy. And willing. To welcome them with open arms. When you won't. I'm going to tell you, they're going to keep pushing that last one. They're going to keep pushing and it, it's going to, it's not, it's not going to be pretty. Middle school in Mystique, Mesquite, Texas offers the pornographic book Flamer to students. The book discusses masturbation, watching porn, and has graphic depiction of sexual acts. Yeah, that's nice. And this is the money shot right here. Request Sacramento area and San Francisco Bay Area. Queer and transparent seeking breast milk for our six-month-old. I gave birth to our baby on Valentine's Day. I'm trans, and since I've had top surgery, I do not lactate. My partner has worked very hard to induce lactation, but we need to supplement it in order to meet our baby's need. My father just passed away, so we are traveling frequently to Sacramento area to finalize his affairs. We can also travel anywhere in the Bay Area where we live. We are happy to provide bags. It is hard on our baby system to switch between donors, so we are ideally seeking donations of 100 ounces or more. Thank you so much for your generosity. Um... I think the commercial with the old lady, none of this works this way, really comes in mind on that comment. The next is one from my wife also. Guy going to vape and a liberal losing his shit because, uh, yeah, he fucking was wearing a mega hat. And uh, a lady who's going to leave her house for the first time in the pandemic. Her words. Here we are at Exhale Vapor City in Tucker, Georgia, and I have just been asked to leave the store. He greeted me. That was nice. I did find the item that I wanted, and the Sir, next thing he said was that he'd like me to leave. If you do not stop recording in my store, I'm going to call the police and ask you to leave now. Please call the That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Can we, right, we can call Fox 5 and all sorts of stuff. I'd like to, I would like to purchase something here. First. Please do call your boss because I will be calling corporate. Go for it. I am looking forward to releasing this video. Because I just want to purchase something. Fuck off, dude. Fuck off. Get the fuck off of here. Fuck off, man. Stay. 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 Stay.
racist. Yeah. Mister. Right. I'm not a racist. I'm not serving anyone that has to do with that. I'm, I'm he's sorry. a treasonous. I don't have I'm a problem with you, sir. Don't Whatsoever. I don't. I just want good health care for my kids. I don't have a problem with the color of your skin or yours. I'd like to purchase some of this naked vape juice, though, if that would be all right. All right, see, because. Okay, leave, here's where we're at. Leave the store. Here's where you're at. Leave the store. Here's leave where, the store. Here's where leave we're at. Leave the store. Dude, dude, go ahead, take another swing at it. Make contact with me one more time. I'm gonna make a deal with you. I wanna purchase that vape juice. No. If you sell it to me, no. I won't. If you sell it Get to me, Look, if you sell it to me, no, I won't not. call the police. I'm what you did was assaulted me. What I need is that for my wife. If you sell it to me, I won't call the cops and press charges on you for assault. I won't call corporate and get you fired. Just sell me the product so I can leave. What do you want? Naked in a the strawberry in a six milligram. Where do you see naked? Right here. This. Where is it? Where this. Do you see right it? there. Here. Right next to that. In a six milligram. Make sure it's a six milligram, so I don't have to come back. No, you're not coming back to my store, homie. I'm making sure of that. Get the out of here, dude. Oh my. God bless America. Capitalism wins again. Capitalism. President, he's a racist, stupid piece of shit. You're right, a racist, just ring the stupid piece of ring the off. This video is absolutely insane. This guy is a total nut job. How does someone wearing a Trump hat or MAGA hat trigger you this much? These radical woke leftists seem to be becoming more and more prevalent every day. I've said it before and I'll say it again. The left's complete political intolerance of the right and Donald Trump is truly unbelievable. How can you be so blinded by the good Trump did for our country with low gas prices, low unemployment rate, low inflation, a stable stock market, and fantastic international relations just because his tweets and some of his rhetoric made you upset? Freedom of expression is only granted to the left, I'm guessing, because when I see someone with a Bernie Sanders sticker on their car or wearing a Biden hat, I don't have a complete and utter meltdown. I just giggle to myself a little bit. This guy is insane and good for this customer with the MAGA hat for keeping his cool as best as he could with this woke nut job screaming in his face and calling him names. Apparently you have to look out everywhere for these crazy people because they're everywhere. They're in schools, vape shops, Starbucks, the list goes on and on forever. Thank you for watching this video and let me know what you think in the comments below. I don't remember the last time I went to see a movie because I don't love going to the movie theater. But I'll tell you what, it pisses me off that I can't go see Barbie. I want to go see it, even if it is white feminism. I want to be able to go. So I'm doing a thing. And if you live in the Pacific Northwest, you can do a thing with me. Here's what it is. Next week, which is July 31st, August 1st, someday next week on a weekday, I am renting out a theater in Northwest Portland. The entire theater. The whole theater. Um, the theater seats 46 people, I think. We're only going to do 20 tickets. So me and 19 other people, that's it. Um, in addition to that, there will be one employee. So the entire building, the entire cinema is going to be one employee plus 20 attendees. That's it. Um, we are the only people in the building and every single person, including that employee, is going to be wearing an N95 the entire time. The employee is going to put it on before they enter the building. They've been 
chosen specifically for this purpose. They seem to get it. Um, if you show up because you bought a ticket, I need to see a KN94 well-fitted or a 95 well-fitted or a P100. And if I see a baggy mask, I'm going to tell you to take it off and put on one that I hand you. I'm holding onto a bunch of masks. Choose the one you like best. Um, there are no concessions during the movie. They're not even going to open it up. Do not bother bringing food or drinks. You may not take your mask off in the movie. If you need to scratch your nose or you need to take a sip of water, you need to get up, exit the theater, do that, and then come back. Um, they're going to be medically fragile people there. This is their first opportunity in like three and a half years, so we are not fucking around here, folks. Um, no kids that can't wear a mask solidly for two hours. Like, I'm not going to do little kids because I don't blame them, but it is what it is. This is going to be a morning showing. We are the first people in the building, so we will be in and out well before any other employees or other people show up for the showings. The building will have had a chance to clear the air from the night before. Um, and also, they upgraded their filtration over the past three years, and they just had an inspection June 26th, their quarterly inspection, and changed out all of their MERV filters. So they're in a pretty good spot. It's going to be 20 to 25 bucks a person. All I'm doing is covering the cost. Uh, that's it. Um, so I will refund any overages. Um, it is a risk. I, I don't know how else to put that. It is definitely a risk to be in a building for two hours. Makes me anxious. But I feel like it's a measured risk and one I'm willing to take. And if there are more cautions that we could take, definitely let me know. But if you want to go, um, hit the comments, let me know, and I'll be in touch. I'll get in touch with you over DM and we will make it work. I'm excited, I think, for Barbie. Did not expect to be saying that, right? Which brings us to our closing, and I'm just going to go and play the sound bites, and it's going to go straight in to our This Is America of CNN covering crime. Man, we're, we're broke. America and can't take it anymore. I got to the point I was too scared to leave my house. Cook blames brazen assaults and robberies in broad daylight, break-ins and home invasions across the city. As Oakland sees a surge in reported violent crimes this year compared to last. While homicides are down, robberies, burglaries and rape are all up by double digit percentages. Everyone we talk to says it doesn't matter your race, your income, everyone seems to be a target. But Tony Bird is staying. 
She lives with a locked front gate and five security cameras. Bird says Oakland so police recommended steel braces for residential doors and I mean, I air horns. The idea is if you set it off, your neighbor would hear it, set theirs off, and more people are alert that there's danger. Her neighbor across the street, 60-year-old retiree Dave Schneider, was shot to death. I think it's, it's about the larger movement that's associated with that disastrous term, defund the police. It's about cops backing off. It's mm -hmm. about feeling that prosecutions aren't going forward. Um, that, you know, that there is this revolving door uh, issue approach to crime and punishment, which you heard people in the piece complain about, at, including so the police officer. You can look at places like Camden, New Jersey, mm -hmm. that have completely restructured, redone their police force. I was reporting there. I mean, this was yep. years ago, yep. but it was incredibly successful, saying this isn't working and a complete overhaul. And look, this is an area that should be open to innovation, but you need to separate intentions from results. And if public safety is brought, dropping down, if people are feeling unsafe, not as a matter of perception, but hard reality, as you heard that woman crying in the street because she has to leave Oakland, because people are getting shot, you know, out in broad daylight, they're getting their cars stolen. That demands action, or you are breeding reactionary forces politically. This is just about actually public safety. This is about protecting people, and it should. They will frickin' justify anything they can possibly do to protect Democrats. And, it, and it's really kind of surprising when you, when you think about it because, man, there's a lot of fucked up shit happening right now. I mean, the world's kind of fucking broke and you don't seem to care. Which is very weird. Because eventually, more and more shit is going to break, and then you're not going to be able to fix it enough to get, you know, people to vote for your candidates. They're going to tell you to fuck off. You understand that, right? I mean, that, that's the long term here. The more you collect power, the more they fuck up, the more buying this clusterfuck, the more you're going to have issues. It's just going to be a big problem. And the pendulum will swing brutally. Just brutally. It will fucking swing and boom. We're talking total devastation. It's happened numerous times to Republicans and Democrats. And Republicans never had the entire media complex on their side. Pushing for them. Covering for them ignoring everything. I mean, for fuck's sake, Biden would be impeached 25 times if he had an R behind his name. He's been so, a, a total fuck-up. I mean, just Afghanistan alone. The election! What would the Democrats have done if the opposite had happened? And Donald Trump had 81 million votes. Think about that. I mean, that's where we started this journey. And it hasn't improved. They're going to rig the next election. It's just... It's fucking garbage. Big time. So that wraps up another episode of Flyover Politics Podcast. Show your family and friends. Go to SoundCloud, Flyover Politics with a K, Rumble, 482-467, ThoughtPodcast at gmail.com. You're going to want to get in touch with the show. We'll go with the 14th of August. You're Lord 2023 for our next show. Disconnect from all your devices. Don't give the yeah yes. As always, thanks for listening. You take care. Every death is a tragedy, y'all. Seven lives.